Thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Please stand clear as we pay our bills. Are you thinking about purchasing a DVC resale contract? Are you looking to rent DVC points for a future Disney vacation? In need of financing options? If so, check out the one-stop shop, which is the world of DVC companies. Their professional staff, with over 185 years of experience, will guide you through your next vacation purchase. Check them out at dvcresellmarket.com, dvcrentalstore.com, and monerofinancial.com. And tell them the Mickey Dudes sent you. The world of DVC, your DVC gateway to a lifetime of magic. Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom-baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tears. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a pastry. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Wow, it's been a while. My name is Joker Trochi. I'm your host tonight. And tonight, joining me is the OG, one of the original Mickey Dudes from, uh, I guess, Orlando, Florida now, Mr. Dave Koch. Dave, welcome to tonight's show. How are you doing, brother? All right. Debbie was sick, so the union sent me. No, man, I haven't heard that one in a while. So uh, how you been, brother? All right? Uh, Things have been good, yeah. Just got back from Disneyland, so it's been... It's been fun. If you yeah, have, it's been mad. If you haven't been following Dave on his, his uh, social media, so he had a good time out in Disneyland, saw a bunch of the new stuff that was out there. Um, so funny how a guy who lives literally five feet from the Walt Disney World Resort, I think he had a better time out in Disneyland uh, during this trip. I think it was a, it's more of a novelty, right, Dave? You don't get to do it all the time. Let me put it to you this way. The way things are going at Walt Disney World at the moment, I enjoy Disneyland a lot better, but that's a whole other show. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. All right. Well, speaking of another show, we have our guest, a special guest on tonight from our sponsor, uh, The World of DVC. Uh, Miss Linda Smith, she was uh, on a previous show with us, and she discussed all things Vero Beach. So, Linda, welcome back to the show. How are you today? I am great. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about one of my favorite places that I opened, Grand Opening Team in Vero Beach. So, just a little backstory for you Mickey Dudes listeners out there who don't remember. Uh, we had Linda on because we always have our sponsor on every, every few months to talk about DVC things and resorts and all kinds of other goodies. And uh, I had made a reservation for me and my wife to go to Disney's Vero Beach Resort for our anniversary. Try to mix it up a little bit. And Linda was on the opening team for Disney's Vero Beach resort and gave me a whole bunch of pointers and tips and told me how much I was going to love it. And we had a great show and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, I think it'll be good. You know, I, I wrote down a bunch of her pointers and, you know, I was like, it's going to be a beach resort. I live 10 minutes from the beach up in, in Volusia County, Florida. I'm like, it's, it's going to be no different. Let me tell you something. I've already talked to Linda for 15 or 20 minutes before we even started recording about <laughs> how much I l- absolutely loved this resort. And we're going to get into it, but it was absolutely a fantastic uh, trip. I'm also excited because Dave had also stayed at Vero Beach. He's one of the only other Mickey dudes that stayed at Vero Beach as well. So Dave can also, he's got to put his two cents in. We're going to compare stories and notes. And uh, maybe uh, this show will kind of maybe shed a little light on this resort. And if anybody out there is looking for something different to do or something, you know, maybe to tag on the end of their Walt Disney World trip uh, while they're in Florida or going to see Kennedy Space Center or whatever they're doing while they're on their trip, this is a great resort to uh, to think about. So the first thing, go ahead, sir. I'm really surprised at this point that you haven't been there up to this point because the first thing I said when I walked into this resort was, wow, this is so Joe Quattrochi. It just, I, I'm shocked that something DVC, I had something on you before you even even thought to even try it. I'm, I'm, what, what's taking you so long? I don't know, man. I've stayed, listen, I've been to Hilton Head. I've been to Alani. I stayed at almost all of the DVC resorts at Walt Disney World, excluding 
Riviera. I haven't stayed there yet. Uh, and I haven't stayed at Grand California, obviously, because it's like impossible <laughs> to get into if you're, not, if you're not an owner there. But I mean, I've been there when I've been out to Disneyland. I've had dinner uh, there and so on and so forth. But you know what, man? It's one of those things. I have family that lives in South Florida, you know, in Palm Beach County. So not too far from Indian River County and the Vero Beach area. So it's one of those things. It's like I'm already at my family's. You know, I'm going to see them. I'm not going to stop and stay at a hotel. 30 minutes from them, you know, and you know where I live, Dave. I live 10 minutes in the beach up here in Volusia County. So it just never really, it's like, it was just there. And you know what? It's kind of like the whole Saratoga Springs thing. You know, everybody knocks, they call Saratoga Springs the resort of last resorts, right? Because it's where you stay when you can't get a room anywhere else. And I bought into Saratoga because, you know, it was it was cheap and I can afford the maintenance and I can get a bunch of points and get into the DVC system. And it's one of those things where... I, Jen and I fell in love with Saratoga and it's kind of become Saratoga Joe and it's fine. It might not be everybody's favorite cup of tea and Vero Beach not, might, might not be everybody's favorite cup of tea, but it's one of those things that gave it a chance and I absolutely loved it. I've got all of my papers here from when I checked in and from when you know, we had the activities and my maps here so I, I, I can refresh my memory because it's been a little bit. It's been about a month since uh, we've gotten back, but I want to get into it. And uh, but I think everybody would be very, really surprised on the experience that we had. So. Uh, the one thing I will discuss, uh, I will start off with, is when we arrived there. And Linda, you could attest to this, and Dave too, how small this resort is. It is not. Oh, yeah. It is not large at all. And the way, I, the best way I could describe this resort is, it's, it's. I don't know how Disney got the permits to build this, but it's like a resort around very large homes. Like yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's quite amazing, you know, just to jump in and kind of share the history of why Disney picked that particular location to put their first off-site Disney Vacation Club. The permitting was extremely difficult. You couldn't go up more than four stories. At first, they couldn't put the peaks on the top of the buildings. They got that settled. You know, there was another reason, you know, as far as weather, you know, there's a reason why Cape Canaveral is a multi-multi-million dollar site and built where it is, is the safety of that area, but also the the affluence of the area. Indian River County has one of the highest concentrations of retired CEOs in the nation live or own property there in Vero Beach. So talk about the safety, the elegance, the high scale of it. It was Disney from all, it was Disney from the beginning. People just didn't realize it until it was finished. And it certainly is a crown jewel right there on the East Coast for sure. And it blends perfectly into the settings. Like when you, when you pull up to it, like it's a, it's a small sign. So there's not an elaborate entrance. The sign looks, yeah. the sign looks exactly like the one for Old Key West. It says Disney's Vero Beach Resort and Spa, and you, you pull right in, and the security guard is very pleasant. It blends right into it. It's not flashy, and it's a small parking lot. There's a small parking garage underneath it, and it, it just it fits right into the area. But it's funny because when we were driving over. It's kind of like a rural kind of area, like it's swampy mm -hmm. and rural, and you're just like, where, where am I? I know we're going east, you know, and then we're yes. going towards A1A, and it's, it's great, but it's like, and then you see it, you're like, wow, this really fits into the area. So there's not a lot around this resort, okay? No. So um, you definitely need to have a car, obviously. Um, this is not somewhere where you want to Uber anywhere. It's at the very, I guess, be northern part of the Vero Beach, uh, the Vero Beach area. Um, but there's mm -hmm. not a lot of places you could like walk to. So when you're at this resort, it's one of those things where you're kind of like, I'm just going to go down to the market and see what's down there. Like if you don't feel like driving and leaving or going 20 minutes out of your way to go to like a, a convenience store or a, or a grocery store, or whatever, like you're kind of stuck with what you have there, but, it, but they have nice little offerings there and we'll get into that. But um, I will say this, the exclusivity of, it feels like an exclusive resort. And the one yes. thing, Linda, um, I was kind of laughing at, was when we uh, the first day we got there late the first night, but the second day we went to, we spent one day at the pool, one day at the beach, and I kept thinking to myself, you were telling us the story on our previous show about how the residents of Vero Beach thought that they could use the pool as well in this resort <laughs> first, oh because it's not a large pool at all. No, uh, but, no. Uh, it was amazing. I think every grandfather and grandmother that lives down in Vero Beach thought that they could just send the grandkids over to use the Disney pool, but that was not so. I think the first summer we were open, they were literally nicely exiting about 80 people a day 
that we're not staying there because my goodness, as a member, you all of a sudden the members couldn't find a place to sit. And, you know, they meant well, but no, it's just for people that are staying there and they got that solved. But, you know, it's a tremendous pool as well. I mean, with the water slide, it's got the tiger lily ship with the water cannons for people that have not been there for the little tykes with the wet deck is adorable and the little putt-putt golf course. And you're a stone's throw from the dune cross as well. And even though there's not a lot of, you know, activity, commercial activity around there, which I think Disney really loves it. You can walk for miles on that beach. And, and if you want to exercise, you can walk. And that's walk definitely walk. the hidden gem where like you definitely, yes. there's, you're not next to like, you're not on a boardwalk. You're not seeing Hilton's and Hampton Inn's on no. the beach. Like it is like, it, it is perfectly situated. So, um, but I was kind of laughing about that. But the first thing I want to <laughs> talk about is when we checked in, we, we, the security was very nice. We parked right underneath um, mm-hmm. and uh, we went inside and, I said this when we first started recording or right before we started recording. And I think Dave, you can attest to this as well. When you stayed there, the cast members there were so everybody, some people will have judgment about maybe the cast members, you know, the service isn't so good in Disney anymore and this and that. And I always say, look, cast members always make the magic. They do a great job. People rave about the cast members on the Disney cruise line. I've, dealt with cast members in Alani, which were absolutely amazing. I will say this, the cast members at Vero beach were unbelievable. They were, oh, that's awesome. they were so nice smiles in her face could not do enough for us. What can we help you with? Here is a guide for X, Y, and Z. I said, look, I'm here on my anniversary. Do you guys have any recommendations? I know the spas and open on spas or places. My wife can get some, you know, beauty treatments or whatever running to the back getting me sheets that were already prepared they could not do we were there for 10 minutes they couldn't do enough for us it was the service was unbelievable everybody from the front desk to inside i met a lady who was inside and dave what, what was the name of the store the little the the gift shop inside there are um you had texted me so make sure you go in there and look at all the stuff inside the gift shop um inside the lobby. i honestly for the name of the gift shop i'm sure linda can uh, set a light on that, oh, the but, uh, I, I, Island Grove Packing Company. It's the little gift there shop. There you go. Thank I was going to jump in there. Very uh, good. Sorry about that. Let me jump in. <laughs> oh, that's but, okay. <laughs> but there was a lady who lived who lived the town next to me in New Jersey, Dave. And I started talking to her and like people that worked at Wind and Waves. Wind and Waves is the restaurant, and there's also the Wind and Waves Grill, which is like the um, the small like a kind of like a grab and go kind of place where you can get salads made and sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Everybody on staff was absolutely fantastic. I mean, like, the, I can't say enough. I've, I haven't had that Disney experience. Like, I've probably said since my trip to Alani. And Alani was amazing. Aww. And you kind of, like, expect that when you go to Hawaii. But you wouldn't think about this at this little Vero Beach resort, you know, that's got maybe, what, like a 100, 200 rooms. It's not even that big. 175 keys there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's a boutique. And it, the, the service was unbelievable. I mean, so I want to get that out first and foremost of how amazing the cast members were when I got the survey from Disney, I could not fill it out fast enough. Like it was, Aww. I'm not just saying that because look, everybody knows who you on this podcast. I'm very critical of Disney. I will call it out when I see it. And, <laughs> and I didn't find one thing wrong with any cast member. It was unbelievable. So um, the check-in was great. I will say this and Dave, tell me what kind of room you stayed at. And Linda, I'm sure I think you've stayed there too. Cause you were worked there. Yes. The rooms yes. were huge. Oh yeah, were you in the in room or we, were you we, in the we were we were in the inn and we had a standard room which had a partial we pretty much overlooked um the would be the north side, like villa building number twelve, okay. that kind of side. But okay. we had we had an ocean view still. And the, the balcony was gigantic. Yeah. I mean like by twice the size of anything on Walt Disney <laughs> World property. And the room was huge. Like it was I mean, I don't I don't know what the square footage was. If you could kind of I mean if you have that info, but these these standard studio rooms in the end were, were gigantic. Oh yeah, the ocean view in rooms, which are really cool. Some of them, and you, I don't know if you were in one of these. I think not because you had a really really large balcony. But some of those ocean view in rooms are L shaped rooms, and they not only have a king bed in them, but they have like a queen pull up and your kitchenette. So it's kind of like a studio on steroids with some of those. But yeah, the square footage of the normal in rooms, which I'm thinking you might have had if it was a big porch. With the two queen beds. Yep, we had two queen beds, yep. Okay, so that that is probably 20% bigger than the studio. So square footage, they are very, very big. They have great views. Some of them are side views. I mean, even the standard on the other side looks over towards the lagoon side. There just isn't a bad place to stay there. And I love the ocean view in rooms, and I've used this many times myself. Uh, the last time I went a few years ago, I had good friends. We did two connecting ones. 
And what I love about that is you're right there on top of everything, restaurants, the green cabin room, which is delightful. And I know you probably went in there. Oh, yeah. I just love the green cabin room where you can sit and everything's mahogany wood, like a ship. And you can look out over the ocean and watch the thunderstorms, but there's a lot of advantages there in those ocean view in rooms. And if someone asked me, Linda, would you do the studio or an in-room? I'd do an in-room in a heartbeat. As a matter of fact, uh, my room, I think I was, I, I think I was two floors above, but directly above the the bar area. The uh, what's the, yeah, the green cabin room. Yeah, so I yeah. was directly above it. So I ha I had a, um, it was a it was a long balcony. It kind of uh, sectioned off in the next room beforehand, but literally like the middle of the building, and it was just perfect. Well, yeah. You know, what's yeah. quite nice for me as somebody who stays at Old Key West and Saratoga quite a bit is we're mm -hmm. used to used to driving. You know, we usually park our car right in front. Staying in the in rooms, it was refreshing to be just to walk down, hit the elevator, walk just right out. And the pool was right there, like or, or the, the, the market was right there. Like I didn't have to, like, drive somewhere to get to, you know, a quick service or drive to get like I could just walk everywhere. I could leave the car parked. That was quite that was quite nice, you know what I'm saying? Just to Mike, have to be like, almost like that hotel resorty kind of feel that I've kind of gotten away from over the years by staying at Saratoga and Old Key West. What I love about that is the home feeling about it, right? We yes. met friends when we got there. And so when we pulled up, it's literally a porch and there's my friend waiting for us sitting on a rocking <laughs> chair, almost as if it was, uh, you know, you were coming to his home and he was out there waiting for you. It just, it just, it felt so right. Yeah, it's very warm and fuzzy back there. That back porch where you were sitting, um, there were many times that I would come out there and there'd be a string quartet on the back porch because they had a wedding and there was a trellis out on the backyard area and, and the small orchestra was set up on the back porch. There's been many, many weddings there, but it's delightful to sit in your rocking chair. There's no pressure. You would lose no, you lose track of time. I tell people over and over again, you just don't know the full options and feeling of Vero Beach to you actually go there. Yeah, and that, that's actually, they, they listed on the map as the quote-unquote croquet lawn. I didn't see anybody playing croquet back there, but that's the area where they, <laughs> that's the area where they set up the, the movies uh, every yeah. evening uh, for, you could bring a chair out there or bring a blanket, True. whatever, um, and it's, yeah. a, it's a great spot, especially, I mean, where else can you sit out like and watch a, a Disney movie uh, and you have like the ocean crashing like 10 feet from you, you know what I'm saying? Like, the ocean crashing, Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And they did do croquet when I was there, but there it so many times turned into that beautiful kind of like a back porchy area where they had the the groom and, and the bride and the wedding party was back there. I mean, and then just off to that, if you're looking at the ocean, just off to that when I was there, they also had the, the campfire ring. And I don't know if you saw that when you were there, but that was a great place where they'd roast marshmallows and make s'mores and gather the kids around that for some of the recreational activity too. So yeah, my wife and I, we were kind of walking around doing a little discovery of the resort and we did see the campfire ring. It's all the way in the north end of the resort. Uh, and it's got, mm -hmm. it's around some beautiful trees. Uh, there wasn't anything going on officially that night or the nights that we gotcha. were there, um, but we did see that. The one thing I do want to add is, and since we're, we're talking about that back area, I want to get back to the rooms in a minute, but that back area, they also had a bocce court, which is great. And uh, Dave, I know you would appreciate the Italians from New York and New Jersey, you know, with the bocce court. And they also had, um, they had nice uh, cornhole boards there too. So we did see some families. We saw some, uh, some young couples that were out there having some drinks out by the Wind and Waves bar. Uh, you could bring your own drinks too if you're out there. And they were nice. cornhole, just having a good time. Because um, it was very adulty. And I was telling Linda and Dave this before we started the show. Um, there was very few children there. And I think it's because of when we went, which was the middle of September. So kids are back in school. But also, um, it's not the summer break anymore. So it was a lot. It was a very heavy adult, which was, it felt, and out, Dave, it almost felt like we were like in a Pocono resort back in the day. You know what I'm saying? But down in Florida on the beach. It was just couples everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But, uh, but it was it was uh, it was nice. That area is so chill out there. Um, the one thing I will comment on that area, and, and Linda, maybe you'll know a little bit of the backstory behind this. Maybe it was done on purpose. But so from the green cabin room, you have a great view overlooking to the ocean. But if you mm -hmm. were but if you were on ground level, they and I think they do this for a few reasons. Probably a because of storm surge and b for privacy. But they have very high hedges that. Yes. Break, that break up the the Disney property and the ocean 
the uh, the beach ocean area because it is a public beach. So I <laughs> yes. assume that was done on purpose, right, Linda? Yeah, absolutely. That's a berm back there that was designed on purpose. A, you've got some privacy, but B, also it holds the turf together back there because, you know, that very sandy area, erosion can happen with storms. And so that really, really helps kind of preserve and protect. Uh, and the privacy is a bonus as well, too, because, you know, in Florida, in that area, by law, you cannot rope off a beach and say that belongs to Disney. It belongs to the public and they can walk up and down there. So it just kind of helps things look a little bit more private for that resort back there. But yeah, it was done with reasoning. Yeah. So if you're definitely by the pool and uh, Dave, did you spend time by the pool uh, as well when you stayed there or were you just more of the beach guy? So uh, we were at the beach. The reason being when we were there, the pool was on the full refurb. So we actually couldn't go into the pool. Okay. So if you... I would add one thing that you did mention beforehand. Sure. I did go to the, um, the clubhouse and knowing that there was a bocce court over there i did teach my friends how to play bocce so you went to Eben, you went to ebb and flows and got your equipment rental there <laughs> yes so um so in regards to if you're so if you are laying by the pool um you might not get that ocean breeze because it is blocked by the shrubs and the berms, as Linda explained. So just kind of keep that in mind. You're not going to be able to lay by the pool and have that ocean view, but literally you could get up off your chair, walk. There's like a small little bridge and the beach is right there. So you could literally yes. bounce. So, I mean, it could be one of those things. If, if you're a family of four and, and one child wants to be in the pool, you could literally have somebody else out by the beach and it's a three minute walk back and forth between the beach and the pool area. So, I mean, you could kind of split it up that way. Um, yeah, but yeah. the but the pool area was great. Um, it's shaped like a Mickey Mouse, as Linda said before. Um, mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Dave didn't get to experience that. But uh, the water slide is fantastic. They had all kinds of pool activities going on during the day. They had water slide races. They had uh, bingo by the pool. They have like a large gazebo that's right there, and they have cast members that do activities. and And I have the sheet in front of me. They have activities all day at the resort, starting from eight a.m. all the way up to eight thirty at night. Everything from uh, I mean, kayaking adventures, morning yoga, um, tie-dyeing stuff. Now, some of these things are a little bit extra you got to pay for, but that's fine. Uh, poolside bingo was very popular. Uh, my wife won, actually, one of the, the cards. Uh, I mean, there's uh, scavenger hunts. They had a mini golf tournament. There's a nine-hole free miniature golf course uh, on property there. I mean, if, you sh if you're a DVC member, you show your card, you, you get free mini golf. Uh, and it's right next to the pool, so if your kids want to go and play mini golf while you're laying by the pool it's not a problem at all i mean it's it's nine holes it's not the most challenging course but it's a lot of fun um so you got that there as well um so there's a lot of activities going on by the pool um yeah i mean like the one the, the one there's a, also a hot tub there as well so if you want to you know rest your your bones inside a hot tub and relax you got that going on there and everything's within like arm's length i mean it's literally all right in front of you there's there's it's lit it's lighted as well the pool's open so i believe nine or ten o'clock at night so, um, you know, you're, you're out there late at night uh, until, you know, until they close the pool. So lots going on out there. Um, the pool is great. As for the beach, Dave, I know you've had experience at the beach and Linda, you as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you are able to bring your own um, beach chairs as well. Uh, so if you have your own stuff, you, you can bring it. Uh, however, I have the prices here. The rental prices were not that bad for, uh, believe it or not. So if you are a DVC member and you want to rent a lounge chair, it was $8 for the whole day. And they'll set and they'll set uh, ten dollars for a resort guest if you're not a DVC member. So you get a two dollar discount. Um, if you want a little bit of a nicer, a smaller chair, a canvas chair was six dollars. Uh, the umbrella was ten dollars. So from my wife and I, it was uh, six. It was twenty six dollars for an umbrella and two chairs, and we reserved it ahead of time, and it was all set up for us. We had it from I think it was eight a.m. to five thirty or six o'clock at night. And it had our name in front of it. So it's kind of like when you reserve a, a cabana or anything at like one of the, the, the Disney resorts, your name was on it and you reserved that specific spot. And it was fantastic. And we brought beach chairs with us. We says, you know what? We'll just rent them. Who cares? And it was really nice. They, there's no beach service though. They're not going to like come and wait on you. You can't, you mm -hmm. have to bring your own drinks, stuff like that. But to lay out by the beach, it was, it was fantastic. I mean, for, the, for, for a couple bucks, you know, I mean, like it was the convenience was, was fantastic. Dave, what are your thoughts on the uh, on the beach? Did you rent chairs? Did you bring your own? I went at a very bad time in this case because, you know, all we could do was walk on the beach because at that time there was a storm coming. 
and pretty much the entire set of sand was all the way up against the berm oh, wow. on the beach. Yeah, it actually cut. So you know, the, so going down onto the beach, they have these. Uh, they pretty much have these uh, boardwalk style um, ramps. These uh, and you know, it kind of takes you down the berm onto the beach. The day that I was there, the sand was so packed up. It was basic. It was basically just two walls on these on these um, ramps, and it was complete. It was completely high. It was almost like a cliff of sand to get down to the beach. We actually had to uh, do a little bit of digging through digging to get down and then get back up. We actually had to go and climb one of the. We had to climb one of the side hills on the grass to get back up. On that, it was actually it was actually advised at that time to actually not be on the beach because of um, this. This was last November, and mm -hmm. it was like a tropical storm coming out. Oh yeah, at that point. So, Linda, you know, it sounds it, was, it sounds like David did not get the, uh, the the full Vero Beach. Like, you know what? Even even. <laughs> Even with that, even without not being able to use the pool, we, we still went in the beach. You know, we 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 still went uh -huh. in the beach, we still went in the water for a little bit and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, we you know, we walked on the beach. We weren't able to, you know, there was no real place to really sit in the beach, sit on the beach, and just kind of hang out. But you know, just to be able to do the activities in the in the resort and just kind of relax on the back porch and everything, it was a really charming R and R vacation. So yeah, I didn't get the I didn't get the pool, but mm -hmm. you know. I still, I still got to experience. I still felt, despite the fact that I couldn't use the beach or the pool, I still fell in love with this resort. So that says something. Oh, it's a great relaxation, and it, and what you missed that time, you're just going to need to go back and pick it up. Oh, of course, I do plan. To, I do plan absolutely. To now, now, Linda, when you've stayed there, uh, either mm -hmm. working or what did what did you prefer more? Were you more of a beach person, more of a pool person? For us, I mean, the last group I was with, we just loved sitting around the pool because we did have access to, you know, to the food and drinks and stuff right there. We thought we were just right on top of it. But we did take a walk down the beach. But I'm not a big beach person. I'm very, very fair. So I just watched the sun. So we did more of the pool thing. But I'll tell you that pool is absolutely delightful. I think the funniest thing for me staying there, um, there were times that I stayed there where there, but I also was working there as a Disney Vacation Club guide. And I always got a question from my members. Do you feel like you're you're working? You're close to work? And you know what? It's got such a great ambiance there. I never did. I never spent time there as a vacationer and felt like, oh gosh, I'm vacationing at work. It is that wonderful. There's so much to do or just do absolutely nothing. But no, to answer your questions distinctly, I'm more of a hang around in the pool and relax and have everything right there at my fingertips. Now, now the one thing about you saying that you did take a few walks down the beach um, mm -hmm. was yep. even like because of the type of homes and other places that are around this property, it's yeah. not it's not busy at all. And it's not one yeah. of those things where you get like, oh, there's a Disney resort here. People that aren't staying here, I'm going to come and see what's going on. They're like, nobody, the people the other beachgoers that were around could care less. There was a Disney resort there. Like, yeah. I, like, like I, I think that for an example, I spent a lot of time in Hilton head with my wife. We were married there. My wife used to vacation there as, yeah. as, as, as a kid, she's a South Carolina girl. And, uh, a lot of people, when they go to Hilton head, they want to go see the Disney resort. They want to, and it's, and there's a gate there and they, they try to keep people out, you know, and also the beach house. You don't get that feeling because they don't want to overrun for their guests that are staying there. That's not happening here at Vero. Like people just could care less. There's a Disney resort there. It's like, it's just there. It's part of the whole ocean side, you know, and, and it is what it is. There's, there was people that were um, body surfing and they would just come and do their thing and leave. And like, you just would, nobody would bother you. It was almost like you had your own private beach, even though it was a public beach. Well, it just never, it's the size beach. That's never going to be like a Daytona. It doesn't have that width to it. So it's a small private area and you can walk for miles. And what's great when I worked there years ago is you could look up to the north and because Cape Canaveral comes out and over kind of like a, you know, a backwards L shape, we used to go out and watch those nighttime launches and they were spectacular. You could stand right on that dune cross and look north and a little bit to your right. And you could see the rocket, the lights from the rocket go off and everything going up in the air and the stages come. It was absolutely magnificent, but it is not an overly crowded area at all. I think that's what people really love about it is they can escape from the world, 
you can get back to it, but you can kind of escape and you don't feel pressed by, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people walking them down like you would a Daytona beach, which is completely different. Oh yeah. And, and Dave, you'd be proud of me. Uh, Jen finally took me to Kennedy space center on the way back from our trip here. Finally got to see it. I've only lived here how many years now. Right. And I finally got to, uh, experience all that is Kennedy space center, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually, yeah, definitely recommend that that we need to do then one of these days. Yes, it was definitely cool. And my wife's a space junkie. So, uh, she was kind of telling me all the stuff that was going on, but yeah, we definitely, uh, we did that. But yes, Linda's 100% correct. It is not far from Kennedy Space Center at all. It's a super easy drive to get there, and uh, so you could kind of combine the two. I mean, you could even make sure. it. A, you could even make it a day trip if you wanted to leave the resort, go up there, mm-hmm. do that, and come back. It's 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 not an issue at all either. So, um, but yeah. So um, one last thing about the beach. Um, like I said, it's not a huge beach. Uh, it's it's got it's a little rocky. You got to be careful. A lot of shells. You know. Every part, it's a part of the Treasure Coast, right? So each part of Florida's got different types of sand, even though here in Daytona, Ormond Beach, Flagler Beach, the sand is all different. Going all mm-hmm. the way down to the Treasure Coast and the Gold Coast, which is down by Miami, the sand is all different. So it's a little, little shelly when you're, when you're there. But the one cool thing about the beach down in Vero is the amount of sea turtles that are down there. And there were probably about a half dozen nests we saw there. And I just think it's, it's, it's awesome. My wife and I love turtles. We love the sea turtles. The resort is filled with art and paying homage to where you're at and their signs not to touch the sea turtles necessarily like that. <laughs> but it's it's a huge part of that area in that resort. And uh, uh, Linda, what kind of experiences did you have with just seeing sea turtles? Did you ever see nesting going on or what was your interactions? I'm just curious about that because there was a lot of talk among the guests about that. We were all talking about the because there's probably six or seven uh, nests that were roped off that were uh, that were out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, these these beaches are one of the last nesting places for the loggerheads and the greenback turtles. And a lot of people, um, they come during season. I think it starts about May to through September and about 60 days after the nest is laid there, the babies are starting to hatch. My experience was great because you could go out with the rangers or there was part of the rec team that was able to take groups out. And we got to watch a mother turtle come in and dig the nest and lay her eggs. And it takes a while. This is not a 10 minute thing. So you go out, all the lights have to be turned down. So, and very quiet, you stay back. And the mother turtles come in not once to do this on those beaches, they come in twice in their season, which is amazing to me. And then, you know, about 60 days later, we were able to come out really, really early in the morning. One time we just kind of knew we were gonna catch it one morning. And sure enough, the rangers were out and some of the babies were running into the ocean. They had come up out of the sandy nests, but the rangers do come and uh, the environmental learning center is only about five minutes away. So there's a lot of cool turtle history there to go to next time you go visit, it's great. But the rangers do come out and they collect as many eggs as they can to make sure that they're preserved and that a lot of those babies are are actually gonna make it because there's so much, um, you know, so many that don't. And so it was a wonderful experience. Got to see the mothers come in and lay the eggs and got to see the eggs hatch and the little babies run into the sea. Very that, cool. That's definitely cool. I know that up here in uh, in Volusia County, um, they have you know groups of volunteers that go and they actually look for, um, I guess, like the little belly markings when they crawl out of the water to come in later. Yes. That, that's how you know where you know they, they made their nests and stuff. So uh, I'm sure, like you said, the rangers are out there. Maybe cast members too are looking out there as well to see, you know, where they're laying it, where they're laying their eggs. But yeah, there was like a half dozen nests. I was pretty surprised. It was kind of, I thought it was maybe late in the season still, but they were mm-hmm. still roped off. And I was like, that is just so cool. And like, you know, just to, it's just such a big part of that area. And like all the artwork, like I was saying in the lobby and the, the, themes, the, the yes. theming. Yes. It was, it was just really cool. And I thought that was uh, just a nice touch that, you know, you usually don't see it like a Disney resort where, you know, there may be, yeah, there's pictures of like certain things like, you know, IP or whatever, but this is like a legitimate thing. These are turtles that are part of this area and part of this resort. And it's always really cool. That's all. I mean, so. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It, it. There's so many things. I don't think you could see it all the first trip. You go back and it'll just grab your heart. You'll just want to keep going. I mean, when I was there working, so many of my members were repeaters. Every time they wanted to come to Disney for a few days, they split the trip and they ended up in Vero Beach before they went home. Then you can kind of work the crazy park running around, which you almost need a vacation from vacation. So the, the one thing about uh, activities, just to kind of finish that up and maybe not getting to do it all one shot. Dave, you know, you, you had sent me a text message on our, our group chat for the podcast. And uh, you said, Joe, make sure you go do this. And I never went to go do this, but I never crossed the street. 
and I never okay. and I never went to go see the other side of the property, which um, I believe Linda you said that they were supposed to build some additional units over there. They never did, uh, but mm-hmm. Disney still owns the property. But there's some tennis courts over there. There's a basketball court and a giant mm-hmm. and a giant lake and maybe a pavilion. So can you guys just explain to me what I missed when I didn't cross the street to go over to uh, the other side of the street? I guess. Yeah, well, you um, went through the tunnel, right? I didn't even go through what? the tunnel. Never made oh, it. Oh, that was a $2 million oh. underground tunnel that was built specifically for safety because there's the additional overflow parking over there. Um, but yeah, Disney decided to keep, I think it's roughly 20 acres as kind of a nature preserve because there's a lot of an indigenous bird wildlife that lives back in through there. And then some of the things that you saw for really more activities to bring groups over and enjoy that. Um, the 10 acres to the south on the ocean side was where they were gonna do phase two and then the 20 acres phase three. And they just decided that they wanted to keep the resort a small intimate resort, which they have. I think it was very smart and they sold off the 10 acres on the ocean side. And I'm pretty sure that there's residential building there. Um, And then the 20 acres is kept as a nature preserve. So, Dave, when you went over there to the uh, the nature side, like, uh, did you enjoy the lake, or like, what did you do when you went over there? We went there. I went for a nice run around the lake. Uh, there's a uh, nature walk that you can do over there. Um, they have the rangers and over there that will actually take you through and show you the different uh, flora and fauna in the area. <laughs> it was definitely a um, nice, relaxing experience. <laughs> I did play a little tennis. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. All right. So and it sounds like I need I to bring Jen back over there then, I guess. The whole uh, meeting space, like their, their event space pavilion, the covered pavilion that they have over there. Huh? It's uh, a huge gazebo type that I really found, you know, it could be, I can see like, you know, for like a ga- grand gathering or something, it, it would definitely be something that, uh, you know, it just screamed wedding to me. Yeah. Well, it's funny. And I love people. And so the whole tunnel is Peter Pan themed, and they mm-hmm. play follow the leader as you're going through it. So that's, why, <laughs> that, that's why you loved it so much. Well, yeah. <laughs> Peter, Pan, my, Peter Pan's my jam. <laughs> that's where all the grandparents parked their Cadillacs over in the overflow when they were sneaking their grandkids through the tunnel <laughs> yeah. to go go get in the pool before we had to toss them out. Yeah, they, they definitely do a good job with keeping that out. There's there's key cards yes. to get in everywhere now. Yes, <laughs> so. yes. They learned their lesson the first year. <laughs> but uh, so just to close out in the activities, um, a couple of other things that they have too, uh, like Dave said and Linda said, they have, they have uh, tennis courts, basketball courts on the other side of the street. Uh, there is also a, a fitness center uh, called Anchors Away. Uh, and there's also Ebb and Flows rentals where you could rent boogie boards, you could rent uh, like I said, mini golf stuff. There's a kind of free pool noodles. If you want to just like lay around in a pool noodle, they had those there for free. Uh, the cast members were super lenient. I mean, I didn't have my DVC card. I mean, they're like, that's fine. We believe you. I had a DVC hat on. I was like, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd be rocking this hat if I wasn't a DVC member. Right. I mean, it's a $2 <laughs> rental, you know, but uh, so there was plenty of uh, other uh, activities there. Uh, but everything's kind of contained in that main area. I want to shift gears real quick to uh, just some food. Um, there's one restaurant on property called Wind and Waves. Uh, there's also a, a, a kind of like a marketplace, uh, like a grill called the Wind and Waves uh, Grill or Wind and Waves Market. So uh, I guess they, as good of the theming as they did on the resort, I guess they got lazy on the names because they just named everything Wind and Waves. Uh, so it, it could be it could be a little confusing. So I don't know <laughs> what happened with that. They could have maybe come with Wind and Waves and Wind and Waves Market. So and the Wind and Waves Bar. It's so hilarious. It's, it's all there. Yeah. But, but I will say this. Um, I highly recommend um, if you're, Try the restaurant property. Uh, the food is very good. Um, I have a menu here with me. Um, you do need reservations. Um, and you can make. And so the funny thing is that you make them through open table. So um, if you try, if you're on the Disney site, it will direct you to open table to make those reservations. But literally at like six o'clock when it opened up, there was like people lined up ready to get inside. I mean, looking for tables and or I think it was maybe even earlier, maybe four o'clock. Um, but, mm-hmm. the, but the food was very good. It's an open style kitchen. They have an inside and they also have an outside area that you could eat to, you could eat with as well. Uh, some of the things that were on the menu were just to name a few here. Uh, for dinner, they had like a French onion soup. They had an iceberg wedge, conch fritters, uh, pork belly and beans, crab cakes, nachos. Um, some of the daily specials, they had a, a local catch. So I guess they bring in local fish that they catch within the area. 
uh, they have a wood-fired pizza, a, a specific kind of butcher's cut for like a steak. Uh, they do Key West shrimp and grits, which was seemed very popular. Uh, fish and chips, because you're down like in South Florida, right? So you want to have those kind of Floridian tropical seafoody kind of things. I'm not a big seafood guy, but my wife Jen enjoyed it. Um, they do a sustainable Oscar-style fish, and then they had chicken. They had a, a, a uh, a Vero Beach signature blend burger and a short rib. So that was the menu for one of the nights. And they have a bunch of wines and alcoholic beverages and all that kind of stuff, uh, sangria and so on and so forth. So the dinner menu was really nice. I mean, I had the uh, pan roasted chicken. It was excellent. Uh, it was cooked perfectly. Our server was fantastic. We got in and out of it really quickly. Um, so we didn't wait for our table. It was ready on time. Um, and it was nice just to like walk back up. Or literally we walked outside to go to the bar and got a drink at the bar. So like, it was very convenient just to walk right outside and be like back in your room or just have a drink. So, uh, Dave, did you eat at Wind and Waves when you were on property? Yes, I did. And what, uh, what were your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. I do remember actually. Uh, I had um, I had the steak that night. Um, we did get the con fritters because uh, you know South Florida and all. And I judge a place by their French onion soup, so. I, that's the first thing that I always ordered, and it was superb. And Linda, yeah. uh, have you eaten on property there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. To give you a little bit of history, um, the family-style restaurant that was breakfast, lunch, and light dinner was called Shutters. And then Sonia's was named after the general manager there, Sonia Deesh, lovely person. She's now, I believe, over GM at Old Key West Resort. But the the Sonia's was more evening elegant dining and i think what they learned over a period of years is that you know people come to the resort it's very vacation very pool very ocean oriented and they probably just transitioned and now it is what you know but when i had eaten there several times the food was outstanding breakfast was great they had an egg frittata that was out of this world and it sounds like they've really gone over the top and given even a lot more variety than they had back in the early years when i was working there I said I didn't even know there were different names of those places. Yeah, so I have to take yeah. I have to take back my snooty comment about the Imagineers and their naming. Thing. They did have separate names. I do remember <laughs> the shutter. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. On the uh, tables in Wonderland list. Yeah, yeah. Shutters and Sonia's was the evening elegant dining that opened up for dinner. I kind of like those names though. They should have kind of kept those. Well, I, you know, it was great. The one thing I wish we could have kept, and they just couldn't do it in the first like year or so that we were open, you could literally, because fishing is so good out of the ocean or even on the inlet, you could go out and if you caught like snook is a fabulous fish, it's very white, it's not greasy. And um, when the snook were running, if you caught those fish, you could bring them up and the chefs in the restaurant would fix it for you. That's and that awesome. would be your dinner. And then there was, you know, all sorts of things. I'm sure, you know, they had to do for health reasons or whatever, and they just couldn't keep doing that, um, you know, in the great numbers that people would want to demand it. But those were just, those were wonderful restaurants. Those were the historical first restaurants that were there. Now it's just transitioned to something different. And I'm sure they've learned over time that it's probably, um, you know, great the way it is right now. So I, I will say this, um, when we, we got there, we tried to move our time a little bit. It, it, we, it, we were supposed to go on a sunset cruise. Uh, it was canceled. Mm. It was canceled because of a thunderstorm. So we tried to maybe move up our dinner time. We we weren't able to do it because it, it was so crowded and so popular. But when we were walking through the lobby, what we did notice is, I think this restaurant. So you wouldn't think it being this such a small resort, but a lot of locals went there. A lot of I don't, I don't yes. want to say elderly, but there was elderly couples dressed up and you yeah. could, you could see the cars all pulling in to the front port of Cochere and they're dropping off the wives and they're parking the cars <laughs> and they're going to dinner at the, at the resort there because you don't have to be a resort guest to be, have, to have dinner there. And yep. uh, so I did notice probably four or five cars and I'm like, these people don't look like they, they're, you know, that they were coming in from downstairs. Like they you could tell they were dressed differently because I'm wearing like flip flops and like a golf shirt and like nice shorts, <laughs> but you, you could just tell it was a little bit different, but I think it's popular with the locals there, which I think is kind of cute. Oh, it's totally popular. When I was there, when we first opened, it was something brand new and nostalgic and it was Disney. So these couples would pile in to the lobby area. So much so that you wondered, oh my gosh, are we this busy in the resort? But they were having a wonderful time. And yes, they still, that is a very special thing for them to come up and eat at the Disney Resort in Wind and Waves. 
And, and, and within regards to wind and waves, you know, I kind of made fun of like the, the names all being the same. But during the daytime, they have a market there as well. Um, they make fresh salads right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So it's not a salad bar, but they'll make they'll create the salad for you. Sure. They have some daily specials there. Um, also, too, is is um, if you want to eat dinner in your room or eat like outside at those chairs that Dave was talking about, you could purchase any entree and have it to go, which I thought was really cool. Like the, mm -hmm. you could you could literally order off the dinner menu menu and not have a reservation. Be like, I just want this to go. And they'll make it for yeah. you to go. But they have a great selection for lunch. I mean, they have you know burgers, chicken nuggets, uh, salads. They have uh, pizzas. I was a big fan of like the roast beef and cheddar sandwich with like the horseradish on it. They would grill it for me, like in the grill press. I had it two days in a row of fries. It was nice. it was fantastic. Um, so the food was great there. So and for breakfast, Linda, as you said before, I have the the breakfast menu here. They serve from eight a.m. to eleven. You know they have turkey uh, turkey sausage egg and cheddar muffins. They have uh, breakfast burritos. They have uh, the breakfast bowls, which is like egg sausage and grits. Uh, uh, breakfast flatbreads french toast sticks they have kids menus warm cinnamon buns they have all kinds of stuff in that market that you can get for breakfast so if you don't want to venture out you just want to grab something quick um besides all the regular dvc stuff that they usually have there like they'll have like uh cereals and milks you could buy like in the little like grocery component um if you want to get something to go there i mean the prices they're not not cheap but it's not crazy expensive either i mean it's it's it was reasonable for where you are like it's kind of an mm -hmm. exclusive resort like it's a boutique resort so i was definitely impressed with the, the food offerings there we were there for three nights um i feel bad because the last time you were on the show linda and dave you as well you guys gave me a whole bunch of suggestions and i don't think <laughs> i don't think i took any of them but um we ended Shame up on you i know i'm sorry but we're gonna go back again right so but we ended yeah, up going okay. we ended up going out to uh, one place one night called garage pizza it was about 15 um, minutes away and uh, mm -hmm. they had like some nice beers there too and they uh Really nice, like homemade pizzas. Uh, really good, Dave. I mean, we were pizza snobs, and the pizza was fantastic. So I gave it a five star review on uh, Google Maps. Uh, that was yeah. a, that was a great uh, experience. And then also Southern Social, which is in the artsy downtown area. Linda, I don't know if I'm saying it. it's like the arts district of Vero Beach. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, about 50, everything's like 15 minutes away, right? Um, right. But like like very kind of fancier uh, Southern foods, uh, real heavy mm -hmm. foods. But awesome, great service, uh, outdoor seating, also indoor seating. Uh, I recommend anywhere in Vero Beach, if you can make reservations, do it. Um, but had two great meals. Um, and we just kind of looked, you know, I, I, I didn't bring my notes. I should have brought them from our last show. But we just <laughs> did some research on Google and Yelp and we just found these places. And even the uh, garage pizza, one of the cast members recommended. She's like, I like to go have pizza here. And uh, so we went, we tried, we really liked it. So there's definitely some good options around Vero Beach if you want to yes. venture out a little bit. Because look, if you're there for three nights, you're not going to want to eat at Windy Waves three nights in a row. That's just, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, as much as we love it, I had lunch there twice and dinner. It was fine, but not going to do three nights in a row. So, no. uh, but definitely venture out a little bit. There's a lot of great places uh, in downtown Vero Beach as well. But that's kind of where we went to. Um, and I don't think you've heard of either of these places, right, Linda? No, um, I think those are newer or I just didn't get there because um, the true little town of Vero Beach is about six miles to the south, as you mentioned. Um, but one restaurant that we frequented so much, and I believe it is still there. I know a hurricane that had come through a few years ago, you know, did some damage, but the Ocean Grill was outstanding. And it's a restaurant that literally the back of it was all glass and it hung over like a cliff over the ocean coming in underneath. And during stone crab season, that those were just outstanding. I know you, some people can do seafood, some people cannot. I'm a big seafood lover, and we used to go there quite a bit. And uh, it's just wonderful. And it's a family-owned restaurant, been there for years and years and years. Haven't been there for a while, but if I would certainly look them up. Uh, cute little boutique shops down there in Vero Beach as well, too. There's a great little um, bathing suit shop there, very unique things, and other restaurants that have popped up over time. So there's really, you know, six miles away is not too far. And when I was working there years ago, and I think for many years after that, actually, they may have stopped because of COVID, a trolley would come up and stop at the resort, and you could ride the trolley down into Vero Beach. Okay, did not see that, but it's probably would not surprise me if that's uh, yeah. Not I think it got suspended running. because of that. But you know, there's, you know, when it all comes down to it, Vero Beach is a beautiful boutique, high end, but not pretentious. One of the best beach resorts on the eastern coast. Yeah, it's it's definitely good, and I think one of the things that puts it over the top, and it's not a crazy. Uh, how do I put this? Green cabin room. 
Green mm-hmm. Cabin Room is just such a cool way to kind of close out what we're going to be talking about, what we're talking about here with Disney's Vero Beach Resort. The Green Cabin Room is a bar lounge that is on the second floor, and it kind of over, it kind of sits, I guess it overlooks the lobby a little bit, but it over, also overlooks the ocean. It's mm-hmm. just so well-themed inside. It's just such a cool little, like, they do some wine tastings in there. They do, like, uh, rum tastings in there. They have different things. I think they had a thing... Um, we saw it advertised uh, at the concierge. It was like $45 a person, $4 a person. It was like, it was a different kind of rum tasting or, or educational thing about rum or whatever. It was or some kind of rum course, whatever it was. And it was all you could drink for like two hours or whatever it was. I don't know, something like that. And I it, did it. You, okay, so Dave, I'm not completely off base with that, but they have events like that in there. They, okay. also, have, they also have a few TVs in there, a great bar, and it also it goes out to overlook the ocean. And they have a bunch of tables, like high tops out there, and you can have appetizers, you could have drinks, and we met some of the nicest people out there, uh, all couples. It was m- myself and my wife. We were celebrating our anniversary that weekend. Another couple sitting behind us celebrating their anniversary. And the funny thing is we started talking with them. Great conversation. I ended up joining their Facebook group, the Disney's Vero Beach Resort Facebook group, which is like a community in itself of like diehard Vero Beach fans. And we ended up seeing people that were at the resort the same time we were there posting pictures like, like, oh, we just saw these people yesterday. Like, we met so many nice people up in the green cabin room. It's just such a chill place to hang out. Like, watch it get darker. Obviously, it faces east. So you're not going to see the sunset per se, but you'll see the sun. Again. It's getting darker. The breeze coming in. Got a beautiful view of the ocean. Um, it's just an awesome place to close out your evening. I mean, uh, I know. go ahead, Dave. Yeah, give your thoughts on it. When I walked into the green cabin room, I honestly felt like I was uh, tr- uh, that I was transported onto like one of the Disney cruise cruise ships. I felt like I was on uh, the Disney. You know? yeah. I, yeah. I really felt like I really felt like it was one of those ships that just you know from the the way the, the leather easy chairs that they have over there, and it just you know the nautical theming and all that. Yeah, very very it, dark, leathery, but it, it was awesome. Yeah. It was cool. It was it was a it was it, a chill it, place. It felt very adult. Uh, it was the district on on the Disney cruise ships for the adults. There you go over there. And you can actually sit on the back porch, and you can on the right time. You can see the cruise ships go by out there, on the ocean. Mm-hmm. You can see the lights from the ships way out there. So yeah, it's a great feeling. And and you know they've got the if they still are doing this, they've got on loan from the Mel Fisher's Treasure Museum, some of the the treasure from many years ago from the Spanish galleons that sunk about yeah. 250 feet out. It yep, was. They- had a lot of that all around cases That's and beautiful cases over there yeah it's just a, such a cool spot i mean and you know people were like really you're talking that it's, it's a lounge I'm like no nah, it's not more it's more than a lounge it's, just, it's a chill place to like have. it's a gathering place it's a gathering place and they got like events in there and it's and when mm-hmm. you're in such a small resort it, it, it's just it's the gathering place and it's like let's go up to the green cabin for a drink like you know it was either that or the outside bar and if you've been yeah. up by the, if you've been out by the pool all day it's cool but like sometimes you just want like like, like my wife and I, we just, we got some apps the one night and, uh-huh. and we just sat out there for like two hours and we just, and just had conversation. Oh. We just watched people walk by underneath us and we talked to the people behind us and I joined the Facebook group at the same time and, and see, <laughs> you know, it was like, it was, just, it was just a fun way to, it's a very comforting, a fun way to have a drink, have a nightcap. And uh, it was just great. I mean, I think it's, it kind of encompasses what this resort uh, is all about. And I mean, I was just overall. I know it's, we've been talking for about 50 minutes right now and I know I'm kind of like blushing on this resort, but I was just over, <laughs> I was just really overall impressed. I was really impressed at how adult it was, how well themed it was. It wasn't obnoxiously Disney it was Disney enough. Um, it was cast members service clean, absolutely clean, smelled fantastic, had its own smell. I couldn't really put my, my nose to it but it, I don't know if they use a similar scent to some of the other resorts but it had that Disney scent to it inside you know that you know they, uh-huh. all these companies are trying to replicate it was just overall an, an, an impressive experience I, I cannot wait to go back next year I, I seriously want to make the reservations already so uh, just to kind of close out the show um, I'm first of all I'm really glad that we got to have Linda on the show but uh, oh, she, was, she was a part you got you were a part of helping this yes. resort come to life and having some of that backstory on it and I just hope that people like myself and Dave who appreciate it, I hope that makes you maybe smile because I loved it. You guys did a great job of opening this place up and, and, and how Disney is doing such a great job of keeping the theming and, and, and it's clean and every, and, and just the, just the cast members. It's, it's absolutely, it's outstanding. So 
Well, that's really cool. I'm just thrilled that you went and we could hear these stories because I knew it would grab a hold of you. And I have to tell you, the cast appreciate so much the kind words that you do on your surveys and the comments left behind. And they truly are a family over there. And there are some people there that are still working that opened the resort with me. Nicole used to be head of housekeeping. Now she's front, front desk, head of front desk. And it's just amazing how the staff has just stayed that little family. So they really appreciate you when you leave those wonderful comments. And it's all true. No, it, def- it definitely is. And uh, so, I mean, you're not, and you don't have to be a DVC member to stay here. I mean, they do have cash rooms available. So if this is something mm-hmm. I've recommended this to my brother and my sister-in-law, I said, look, leave the kids at home, drive up an hour from you know, Palm Beach County. I said, and you'll enjoy this. I mean, I, I think they really yes. like it just to, as a nice relaxing weekend getaway spot. So, and I think this is great too, for if you're visiting Walt Disney, we're like, Dave, you know, it's not far from you. I mean, you're right outside the gates. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, not a long drive. So you can com- combine this with a, a Disney cruise or a, out of Canaveral or, mm-hmm. or wherever, if it comes out of, out of Lauderdale or, or if you're a Walt Disney world trip, I mean, you could definitely fit Vero beach into your, uh, your plans. If you wanted to for, you know, three, a three night thing is perfect. There two to three nights is absolutely perfect. I don't know yeah. if I do a whole week there, Linda, you know what I'm saying? But three nights well, is like perfect. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think a- it, it depends on your agenda, you know, because everybody likes to do other things. But when I was working there, and it still goes on, a lot of my members um, from UK, because they come over, their idea of a vacation is two weeks. They call it a fortnight. And they would, on purpose, spend an entire week at Walt Disney World. And then they wanted Bureau Beach points for home resort priority to book there and spend their final week before they went back home right there in the ocean. Because that's, they were coming for two reasons, parks and beach. And so for that culture, it worked really, really well. But, you know, for us that live close enough to go over for three or four nights, it's perfect. I used to do that a lot. Yeah. I need to get back over there, actually. That definitely makes sense. I mean, uh, for for like our friends across the pond to do that, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause it's definitely yeah. a place after you beat yourself up for a week in the parks to kind of decompress and be like, all right, kids go to the pool, relax. Mom and dad need a chance to, <laughs> chance to recharge right. here. That's- so, but yeah, there's exactly right. Yeah, but so you definitely don't need to be a DVC member, you know, to stay here, but, uh, highly recommend it. Um, it's not a huge resort. So I, I know some of my other friends I've talked to about this already, they've tried to get in there and have, have had some issues. So, uh, if you want to give this a shot, maybe plan, definitely plan in advance. It's not a last minute kind of deal. Um, because the rooms do book up. So I would definitely recommend that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of DVC, uh, Linda is from the, uh, DVC rental store.com, DVC mm-hmm. resale market.com and our, MoneraFinancial.com and our world of Disney. So uh, world of DVC, excuse me. Uh, so Linda, before we kind of close out the show, what's going on with the, uh, on the DVC front, any kind of news trends going on with the DVC resale? Uh, what, what's, what's going on? What's the latest news? Well, you know, just a, a shameless pander here, but uh, <laughs> when you're talking about Vero beach being very small and you know, the small boutique that it is, you know, it's probably a good idea that if you are looking to pick up some points to get some Vero beach points, from us because then you could book it in advance and they're extremely affordable, these Vero Beach points. But as far as what's going on, um, you know, I think it's interesting because the market still is quite busy, quite busy. I mean, we're still up over $30 a point over where we were going into this time last year. Um, So the activity is there. And, you know, something interesting that's going on, I think, you know, we were talking about this show a little bit earlier before we started taping is, you know, Disney is actually reaching out to some of the members proactively that have not used their memberships in a long while and proactively making, you know, some offers and offering to buy back some points. And, and, you know, the thing about that, though, is the offer is extremely low. And I, I just hope that people do before they do that, do their research, maybe bump into us, the DVC resale market, because a lot of those fine members maybe don't realize that there is a market where they could list their membership and actually end up in a better financial situation to list and sell with our company than to sell back at a much lower rate. It all depends on the situation that you're in, but I think a lot of it just has to do with the lack of knowledge that that we might be a great option for them. But we do remain busy. Um, we're busy with sellers listing and we're very busy with buyers as well too. So when people ask me what's the best time, now's the best time because you talk to anybody who was looking at buying points last summer and they waited till last winter, they're kicking themselves. So don't be one of those, but you know, a lot of great stuff going on. I know and we hit on this. So I didn't, if you know, wanted to talk about the star Wars point tables that are, that are out for the, for the new resort. <laughs> oh, yeah. kind of uh, kind of, you know, we always talk value 
We talk value when I was a guide at DVC. We talk value all the time at the DVC resale market, all of the wonderful agents there. We always talk value. And, and we always talk about how points, buying points to go on the cruise ships are not a good value. They're not, they're, they're elevated. But I got to tell you, looking at that point table for the new Star Wars resort, I believe that you could go on the fantasy Joe and, and David for less points for a week than you could go stay at the Star Wars Hotel. I mean, yeah. it's just amazingly expensive. I I do not understand it. Um, obviously, there's going to be people that do it. There's members out there that have thousands of points, but you kind of need that. So I, I just, why did you guys think? I thought it was just amazing to look at those numbers. I was I was thinking, uh, first of all, to hit the Vero Beach um, on your website right now, I always like to peruse as we talk. And uh, <laughs> they have 150, 150 point contracts for $74 a point. I mean, that's like, yep. now, now- And that's Vero, just the list. And that, yeah, and that's, that's just the list. And, and Vero Beach, you're gonna pay a little bit more higher in dues because it's on the ocean. So the maintenance is a little higher. So that is something you have to factor in. But I mean, you can get, if this is something that's up your alley, this is definitely uh, something that, you know, you should look into it's seventy five dollars a point is is crazy cheap. Uh, as for the Star Wars, I know Dave, you're a big Star Wars guy. Uh, we've gone back and forth for years about this, uh, but the amount of points, um, and we, we're not going to really get into this. There's a lot of other podcasts out there that have kind of dived into this, but I mean, three hundred <laughs> points a night per person. Like, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, you could stay for ten points off season in a studio at at Boardwalk or or Old Key West. I'm like, I don't I don't even know how many nights that would be. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, it's just, it's be. it's unbel- It's un- now I know it includes food and stuff. I get that, but it's just it's unbelievable. I looked at, it, I was like, oh my god, is that like real? Like, I mean, I know people are flush with points because they haven't used them in a couple years because of COVID. But I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, that's just like that is really not a good use of points. But I, if you're one of these people that has thousand point contracts, if you have thousands points. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it, you know, the advertising, the ether, and the buildup, the anticipation of that hotel. I think you're going to have people that do get sucked into that and and they're probably going to have a great experience. I mean, there's the minimum night stay there. You can't just go there for one night. And it's an experience where you're going to stay in that 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 aura of what's going on inside that. But I think, you know, when you when, when you mentioned you value, I mean, I've got a member who has 400 points. They stay the whole month at Old Key West in a studio That's in the month awesome. of January. That's the awesome. Whole month come down from Michigan a woman versus 400 points, 300 points to go for. Yeah. You just got to figure out what's realistic and compare the dollar value to stay there as well too. What's going to make the most sense for you. That's yeah, just absolutely crazy. Dave, I know you're a star Wars geek. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to try to do this? Uh, I mean, I know you're not a DVC guy, but uh, cash wise, no. is this something that it's on your radar? Is this a goal one day to try to do? Or are you just like, nah, <laughs> That this is high in the sky. I probably get to Alani before I get here. As much as I would love to, and I'm and I honestly live right around the corner from it. It's just not in my price range. Uh, funny though, Joe. I will say that I um, I am going to get my um, quota in because I actually just used DVC Rental Store to uh, rent some rent some points. Um, oh yeah. Try, try before you buy, right? So That's, well. <laughs> Living around the corner, DVC doesn't make sense for me at the moment. But you know, when my parents come, you know, they're not staying with me, so I'm rent. I'm always going to be renting points and everything. So I'm actually going to have one up on you, Joe, because I got two nights at Riviera. Oh, nice! So I'm going to definitely hit that, and we have three nights at Old Key West. So I guess the only thing now I need to do, and I got to do this before it opens. So maybe in January, I might just book myself one night at the Contemporary because you tell me that staying at Bay Lake Tower doesn't count as staying at the contemporary so if i I stay at the contemporary by january i can say for maybe for maybe about uh two months or so that i've stayed on every disney resort on property including the swalfin so you know before the start open so i guess i kind of have i guess i have to do that now so oh david you're a member without a member id card my friend well and it's one of those things too you know Listen, we, we have guests come on our show. Linda's been on a few times. We love having her on. We're very blessed to have, you know, the world of DVC as one of our sponsors. They help make this podcast possible. But, you know, yes, we want to promote their product and promote their services. But it also shows that, like, we as Mickey dudes, we also use their services. Dave is a prime example. He's not a DVC member, but he's used, you know, DVC re- you know, rentalstore.com to, to, to rent his DVC points. You know what I'm saying? So we, we stay behind the products that, you know, we, uh, 
that, that we, we promote here. So, uh, Dave, was it easy to use? <laughs> it was a very easy process. I was very happy with it. Nice, nice. Well, and we appreciate your business, both of you. And, uh, you know, people, you try before you buy or just keep doing it through the DVC rental store. Whatever makes sense for you, we're going to take care of you either way. That's awesome. Exactly. So, well, Dave, let's, uh, to close out the show, first of all, I want to thank uh, Linda for coming on again, for giving up her time to uh, talk Vero Beach again. I'm super stoked that I got to, you know, kind of close the loop on our original discussion, <laughs> just, you know, express how much I enjoyed my stay there. I haven't enjoyed a Disney stay like that in a really long time. So that was uh-huh. a lot of fun. So thank you again, Linda, for coming on and giving us a little bit of history again and, and uh, just kind of giving us your insight. We definitely appreciate you and everybody over at the uh, World of DVC does for us here. Uh, Dave, do you have any closing thoughts before? we uh, close out the show um yeah my well one uh, now i need to definitely go to hilton head because uh it's the next one on my list and ah. everybody everybody you know if you have a chance go to bureau all right absolutely with an underline you betcha all right linda so uh let's close this out here can you tell everybody where they could find yourself and all of the world of dvc companies on the inter- interwebs Absolutely. Well, my name is Linda Smith and my direct line, if you'd like to call for questions, need help with anything is 352-223-9600. And also uh, my email is Linda, L-A-N-D-A at DVC Resale Market. And you can certainly go to our website and look up the DVC Resale Market and cross over to the DVC Rental Store at dvcrentalstore.com. And we're happy to provide you as much information if you're just doing research and help you get started, either renting or owning a piece of the magic. Nice. Dave, where can everybody find you at? You can find me on Instagram at Figments Reality. All right, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Quat. You can also find me over at the DVC, at the uh, Disney Dads podcast, and also at the ResortLoop.com DVC Roundtable Show. Again, thank you to Linda for coming on for today's show, and everybody over at the world, thank of, you. the world of DVC for their support uh, of our show. And uh, that's gonna do it for us. So, uh, so for all of us here to Mickey Dudes, we hope you have a magical night. Thank you, guys. Take care, all. Bye. You've just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon.